0: You're a real crumb bum. Can you
1: feel that? Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? So now it's fourth and 26. You want Philly Philly? This is Miracle in the Middle East, number two. And the Eagles fans, the Eagles fans, Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome back once again to your favorite podcast for all things Eagles. I'm Eric, joined by my co-host Dom, and we're here to talk about a team that has once again won another game. It's getting a little boring at this point that we just keep <laughs> cocksmacking teams week after week after week.
0: Yeah, it's it's a little it's getting a little out of hand here. I mean, week after week, the Eagles. We we sit on this podcast and we think of reasons to be worried about this football team. And I hope the Eagles aren't doing what I'm doing, but I am starting to look ahead. I am starting to. Uh, Think about how I'm going to get myself to Arizona in uh, in February. I'm starting to get uh, starting already to think about uh, the Christmas Eve smashing of the Cowboys. Uh, But uh, that is, you know, getting a little ahead of ourselves because I know there is a football game to be played this weekend. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. This team has Tremendous juice on Sundays. I have an amazing time week in and week out watching them play football. Uh, The problem is when it comes to having a podcast talking about this team, uh, it's actually a lot more interesting when there is any type of turmoil. But the biggest problem that I have in my life right now is that uh, backup safety, Reed Blankenship, is injured, which obviously is not a great thing, but it's also – not a season-ending injury, and expected to be back, and that is the biggest thing that I have to complain about as an Eagles fan right now, which I would say is a damn good thing to have uh, in terms of a complaint.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's funny you bring that up because it's the Eagles are getting healthy just at the right time too. Avante Maddox is back as of last week. Today they announced that Dallas Goddard's coming off IR. He or he's designated to come off IR. He'll probably practice this week. Real good shot he plays this weekend. Reed Blankenship's injury. I mean, I think everybody's surprised by the fact that we're upset about that. But uh, his injury is very low grade, from what I read. You know, no chance of IR. He should be okay. So you know, as we get into the home stretch here, and we're fighting for, uh, you know, the one seed and the home field advantage. Eagles are healthy. I mean, that is just that's all you can ask for in the NFL to be healthy down the stretch.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think that's kind of. You know the Eagles do have a, a couple of games. You know four games left, and I, I agree, winning those games and taking care of your opponent uh, is probably paramount. But I would say like right there at like one B is making sure that you're healthy uh, across these games. And you know I think the Eagles have benefited greatly from the last two games in terms of uh, their shit-stomping teams so bad that they're putting their backups in in the third. Uh, you know right after the third quarter ends early, fourth quarter, and I think that's that's a factor that a lot of people. Um, uh, maybe are overlooking, but it's an amazing thing to have that ability to to stay healthy and you know um, uh, you know continue to stay healthy going down this home stretch. Because I think uh, honestly, at this point, looking at the way the Eagles play week in and week out, I think the only thing that can actually derail the season is is injuries. At this point, they're just they're just such a, a well balanced round team. And I know uh, any given Sunday. You can you can have yourself uh, a bad week, or you can get beat beaten. But I think that uh, every week the Eagles prove that the best chance to beating the Eagles is if the Eagles beat themselves, because uh, there's just there's just too much damn talent on this team. Uh, it's it's a great situation to be in, though.
1: Yeah, you're not kidding. If if you uh, if you were under a rock last weekend, the Eagles defeated the New York Giants forty-eight to twenty-two, and really that twenty-two is not even real because we gave up a late garbage-time touchdown that nobody cared about. Um, It was a pretty big game milestone-wise. Jalen Hurts was great. Uh, He was 21 for 31, 217 yards, two touchdowns, and his QB rating I have here somewhere, 109. Pretty good game. Uh, Meanwhile, Miles Sanders eclipsed 1,000 yards for the first time in his career. He had 144. Uh, He had two touchdowns, which brought him to 11 touchdowns on the season. AJ Brown eclipsed the thousand yards, so for the first time since uh, what was it, Macklin Shady?
0: Jeremy Macklin in 2014, I believe it was.
1: Yeah, but it's the first time we've had two in one year. I think. Or no, 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 no. Macklin was. When's the last time we had two in one year? A thousand yard receiver, also, and a thousand yard rusher.
0: Like 2013, the uh, the Nick Foles 27 and two year, I believe it was. That the makes I sense. I
1: happen. mean, if it was if it was Macklin and Shady, it definitely makes sense. So. You know, the first time in a long time we've been able to do that. Meanwhile, Devontae Smith is only, what, 200 yards away-ish from 1,000? 225 yards away. Incredible. I mean, and it could happen. You got, what, what do you got, four more games, five more games?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think definitely, uh, you know, within the realm of possibility. And I think what's crazy right now is uh, the way this Eagles team won on Sunday, won a week ago, and won two weeks ago. The, I, I just, I mean, you ran all over Green Bay. You threw all over Tennessee. And then in this game, they threw all over you for the first quarter. Then they ran all over you for three quarters afterwards. I mean, the Eagles' offense right now can do no wrong. And they keep adding wrinkles to it. And it's just I, I just I, I'm hoping Smitty. Gets that thousand yard receive reception, uh, and, and uh, you know if Goddard uh, didn't get injured, I would think he would have been on the on well on his way to getting the thousand yards too. So it just goes to show you how much of a juggernaut this offense is becoming.
1: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, the coaching staffs done such a good job week in and week out of of game planning for these teams. They just feel like they're one step ahead constantly, um, and they've just been. I mean taking the, the having the ability to take whatever the defense gives you and i think it all starts at the offensive line because they're it's it's rare that you see an o line that's so good at run blocking and oh, yeah. so good at pass blocking that's very very rare usually they're good at one or the other and they struggle here or there they got a weak point you know for us the weakest link is is Isaac Samalo and Isaac Samalo's a starter on like 32 teams so i mean it's just really it's just such a wealth of offensive line talent. Thank you so much to the greatest position coach in the NFL, um, Jeff Stoutland, obviously. So it's just it's great to come to wake up again and just just know the Eagles are just going to push someone's shit in. It's been a long time since since I think we felt like that. I mean, in seventeen for a little bit we had that feeling, but before that, I don't know.
0: Yeah, probably probably the two thousand and four Eagles, maybe. I mean, every other team, you know, that has had that level of skill or like this level of hype going into the playoff, uh, you know, they kind of had to be a scrappier team. Uh, They weren't dominating the way this is. I think I don't want to say it until the year ends, but I think this is the best Eagles team we've ever seen in our lives. I I think I think they're better than 2017.
1: Uh, Oh, yeah, I think that's true for sure. I, I, and, and, are they better than the early two thousands team?
0: I think they're better than the two thousand four Eagles. Uh, maybe, maybe you can make an argument there, but I mean, AJ Brown versus To, I think you give it to To. But then Westbrook versus Sanders, maybe you give it to Westbrook, but not by a lot. And then that backup receiving core is just so
1: so mm. talented
0: in terms of you know our two and our three versus the two and the three that were at on the Eagles at the time in two thousand four.
1: All right, we finally found something to disagree on because the disrespect right now to Brian Westbrook is absurd.
0: Listen, listen I, I listen. like
1: Miles Sanders. I'm proud of him, but he is not on. He's not on Brian Westbrook's level. I mean, what are we talking about?
0: No, I, I, I think, I, I think in terms of in terms of like the player, I definitely would take Westbrook ten times out of ten. Uh, but you know, I'm telling, I'm talking about difference in terms of. I guess maybe I should have worded it like this: the rushing game, in comparison, when you have the combination of Hurts and Sanders is probably uh, on par, you know, in terms of total skill level as uh, McNabb, who had slowed down a bit by then after the ankle injury, I think yeah. in 2002, and then. Obviously, I mean, Westbrook was Christian McCafferty before Christian McCaffrey, so I, I, I don't want to disrespect him, so that that's a good point. I see what but you're I saying, just, though, the uh, rushing
1: attack in general, because I also would agree that, like, you know, I would take Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott over, like, you know, Carell Buckhalter and his knees.
0: Yeah, poor Carell Buckhalter, man. What a player he would have been if he had functioning
1: knees. Yeah, you know, you could say the thing, same I, thing about Todd Gurley.
0: Todd, oh, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Well, Todd Gurley was like, "Hey, th- we think you have like this degen- degenerative knee thing," and he's like, "Okay." And then uh, uh, Sean McVeigh was like, "Let me run you into the ground." So you know that that was kind of a product of his his, his offense as well.
1: Uh, but, please excuse, you know, please excuse uh, my dogs. They are uh,
0: listen. He, just the worst. The problem with the dogs are they know how popular of a podcast this is, and they just want the attention at this point and i you know i can't i can't blame them but yeah i am thinking this is the best eagles team i've ever seen it, it's just insane to to say i mean uh the defense is, is stepped up week in and week out now for a couple weeks after uh, a little bit of a stumble uh those additions uh of linval and Sue have have proven to be just just absolute ace moves by harry roseman uh, I, I'm looking up and down this team right now, and I see uh, our quarterback, which we can get into a little bit more. I think is the MVP. I think our coach won't win Coach of the Year, but he probably should be voted as Coach of the Year. Uh, and who, who do you see? as Harry the, Roseman's the executive of the year.
1: Who do you who do you think's beaten Sirianni for Coach of the Year?
0: Oh, I'm trying to think. Of, it's somebody well, that's tough. Hey, early on, it was I thought. Um, the Giants' coach had had a front running for that. Yeah, maybe but they, Nick Sirianni is the coach of the year. I mean, the, the wheels are of coming
1: off in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know what? If the Lions make the playoffs, I could see Dan Campbell oh, winning yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know that people yeah. love him.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Also, uh, the, if you guys listen to the podcast and you only listen to the front half of it, you would have known that the Lions' outright was the bet of the week. Yeah, before we found out that they were favorites, but I mean, absolutely crazy, and that is you know something we can touch on a little bit here. Uh, what a what a great scenario for the Eagles! Now uh, they they not only control their own destiny to become the one seed, but they control it in a way where the Dallas game next week really doesn't matter if you take care of business against a uh, Chicago team, which is not very good a uh, New Orleans Saints team who has Andy Dalton as their quarterback, and then the same Giants team that you just hung 41 on.
1: Yeah, and, and they and know, it's it's a distinct possibility that the Giants, I think they were knocked out of the playoff picture last week with that loss. It's very possible that at that point, Week 18, they're not playing for anything.
0: Yeah, I'll have to look. I think they may be on the bubble here because of a bye from the Washington.
1: Yeah, yeah, I not um, I'm sorry. They're no, not eliminated. Like
0: you, you're knocked out of pl- not eliminated, just knocked out of the playoffs. Correct. Like so re- wise was.
1: If if they if they continue to be, you know, what they've been the last few weeks and turn them back into a pumpkin as you would say, um there's a re- very real chance week 18 rolls around and they're not even in the conversation and maybe they don't risk, you know, getting somebody hurt. Maybe that's a game where the Eagles can, you know, Once again, dominate.
0: Yeah, I definitely wouldn't mind that. I mean, looks like I I truly believe uh, next week the Eagles are going to be looking to wrap it up. Uh, I think they're going to beat the shit out of the Bears. And then I think uh, on Christmas Eve, I think the Eagles, I I don't know who it was. Maybe it was Emmanuel Acho who said the Eagles are like that one friend that tells you who you really are.
1: Yeah, it was Emmanuel Acho.
0: They're they're a uh, they're a true mirror. You look at you look at the Eagles and you find out what kind of team you really are, and uh, you know with the Cowboys, I I I think they're a good team. I think they're the second best team in the NFC. Uh, and then, like, a very close third is the 49ers. But when you lose uh, another offensive lineman to the year, and I know they're going to they, – they were – I don't know if you saw this. This this is uh, something that really bothered me. I, I respect and I love, and I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, Jason Peters. Uh, they are blowing him. Like, he's going to go out there and play guard at the level that he did for one series uh, last week against the Houston Texans, mind you, that – I think should be investigated for tanking. They had the ball on the one yard line at, at with in the uh, to ice the game to beat the Cowboys to make our lives a hundred times easier, and they choked it. And then, uh, you know, they marched down the field. Obviously, ninety nine yards, uh, an impressive drive by Dak. But if you play a competent NFL team and you throw an interception with three minutes left in the fourth quarter. With the ball down on the five yard line, you don't win that game against many teams. So I'm not going to give him flowers for uh, marching 99 yards, even if it was uh, a good drive. But my point is, um, they're they're leaking oil down. You know, they are having the opposite of what the Eagles have in terms of injury luck. They're losing, you know, offensive tackles. Uh, they lost another corner, I think, this week. They're down to their third string, second corner. So um, I think the Eagles are are head and shoulders above everybody in this NFC at this point. And I know this may be like famous last words, but I really just I can't see a world unless there's some sort of, God forbid, injury uh, that that there's any team that can stand toe to toe with the Eagles right now. It's just it's just crazy to even if you would have told me this in September, I would have I would have never believed it. I would never believe that the Eagles would be in this. I think they'd be feisty. I think they'd be in a position where they can compete in the playoffs, but I never thought they would be the team to beat. I would never—I never saw this coming.
1: Yeah, I mean, I we we had them winning a lot of games, um, mm-hmm. but I just didn't think they would be the dominant like like you're saying. I, I didn't think they would be so dominant. You know, I figured they'd be. I th- I thought they had a, I thought they were a lock playoff team, and they had a shot to win the division. I did not think they would be the number one seed. I thought they'd have thirteen or fourteen wins, which is very good. Um, but
0: mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I think I, I look back to when we were doing a season preview, and I remember what we were talking about. We were talking about you know this team, everything's set up for this quarterback, and we were like, if he's just good, we think this team can win ten to twelve games. Yeah, uh, and I think we said if he's great, uh, watch out. I don't think we we had a contingency plan for if he's the
1: fucking MVP of the league. No, uh, he he's been he's been unbelievable. It's ridiculous.
0: Like, <coughs> like 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 I I think I made I think I made my whole shtick on this podcast blowing Jalen Hurts, and even I am week in and week out like flabbergasted by like some of the throws he made. Like dude, dude last the Quez week the Watkins throw the quest like, the, the
1: quest throw was great with the pressure in his face, but the fucking throw. Just short of the pylon to to Devontae when he just couldn't get his second foot in, uh huh, yeah, was ridiculous, unbelievable. A rainbow like that in double coverage hits him in the hands over the shoulder where only he could get it, just in front of the pile. I mean, like it couldn't have been more perfect. It might have been the best throw of his career.
0: Yeah, I I, I can't believe it, man. And I'm like thinking about this too, and it's like then. You know, with that, with this level of play that he's at right now, uh, you can see – and, I mean, obviously the, this uh, locker room has a great culture prior to it, uh, prior to, you know, even Jalen Hurts's effect. But the greatness of his play has, has shifted. Uh, I think the entire team's, like, they have this swagger about them now. Uh, they're, like – they're just a perfect Philadelphia team right now. Like, today um, we should get onto this because I think – I think uh, we both may agree here that uh,
1: Jalen Hurts is probably the MVP. I think uh, right now, right now I think he is. I mean, somebody I didn't realize this, um, but somebody said the other day that he threw three picks this year, and we know that two of them weren't his fault. And Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes, the other guy who's leading in the MVP vote, or you know, odds on MVP favorite, threw three last week, and I think that goes so far. I think that stat is so telling and so important about Jalen Hurts and how careful he is with the ball. And to be able to put up the stats that he's putting up and not be a gunslinger that's just recklessly whizzing the ball around is a huge, huge, huge bump to his credit.
0: Yeah, and and, and another thing on that note, uh, Micah Parsons can suck
1: my whole balls. Mm. I was just going to bring that up. I'm looking at the quote on my computer screen. I was waiting for a way to fucking to throw that in there. Um, he yeah, wants yeah, to be. The, to the truth is, whole balls. The truth is, he wants to be an eagle so bad. I, he I really believe that. he wants that. to be
0: an eagle so bad. I I, I believe that too. A Philly guy uh, went to Penn State. I think I think he knows this is a uh, this is a fun place to be playing football. And um, listen, he's a great player. I, I'll give him his kudos, but he seems to open his mouth and say some dumb shit pretty often. Uh, He's always bitching on Twitter. And then this comment, listen, Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, is the best player in football. He's the best quarterback in football. I think at this point he's surpassed who I had as the best player in football in Aaron Donald. I think he's the best player in football. That being said, Jalen Hurts is the best player who has improved – an insane amount. Probably is the most improved player in football this year. He is he is the most important player on the number one seed in the NFC. I don't see how, if you look at it from like a full-on perspective, yeah, Patrick Mahomes may be a better player, and if you drop Patrick Mahomes in the Eagles offense, he probably puts up crazy numbers. But that's not the reality that we live in. The reality that we live in is that Jalen Hurts is doing what he's doing. And I just, I find it hard to argue with people. Sometimes I think you just have to watch it. The last couple of years, uh, a computer has told us that Nikola Jokic is the best player in the NBA. I find that when I watch basketball, I look at Joel Embiid and I'm like, that was the best player in the NFL, or NBA, excuse me. I think we're su- suffering a similar argument where, yeah, and Patrick Mahomes is doing crazy things as EPA or whatever you want to call it is fantastic, and he's doing all these things without a, a sick receiving core. But he also has Andy, Andy Reid, and Travis Kelsey, so he's not like necessarily super hampered. Yeah, he's not in the poor you know house. I mean? People are acting yeah. like
1: all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there's no weapons on that team. It's just not the case. I mean, the fact of the matter is, Clyde edwards alaire has been a guy forever. And when they lost, and they're like, "Oh no, Patrick Mahomes doing it without, without a, a running back." Clyde edwards alaire is not that fucking good, you know. No, it, it's not, not a huge
0: drop off. He's not even. He's the third best running back on his own team
1: uh, at this point. <laughs> that's incredible. He, I hate him. Um, because I draft <laughs> him every year. <laughs> I hate him. One uh, one of
0: these years, he's gonna bring, he's gonna give it to us. Like he's gonna be good. Well, he uh, won't no, be good on my team. I'll never draft yeah, him
1: again. We'll, um, but yeah, no, I, I just like you know the, the the Chiefs have been a powerhouse for years. For like what four or five years now, they've been like absolutely great. And so, yeah. like I'm supposed to like I'm every I get it in the beginning of the year when they lost Tyree Kill and people were like, oh, what's this going to do to the offense? Are they going to fall off? Maybe at that point, maybe if it's Week Three, Week Four, and and you don't have a big, you know a big sample size of what this team is without Tyreek Hill. But it's not anymore. You know, it, it like we you, there we've played 13 games if you count the bye. Like we've played 13 fucking games this year. We know what that team is. They haven't dropped off. So to pretend that all of a sudden the team is just awful, terrible and he's carrying them, that's just not true. It's just not fair.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess you're, I my, my one thought or take on it was I think that Patrick Mahomes may be the most valuable player in football, but he's not the MVP this year. And I I, I don't know if that makes sense, but it, it makes sense in my brain. Like, he doesn't deserve the reward this year, but I think that if I'm starting a franchise from scratch, I would take Patrick Mahomes every time. You well, I mean?
1: think but, I think what you're saying, to put it in the uh, – the terms I would put it in is that Tom Brady is the best player in football every year in his prime and yeah. still other people won MVP at times. You know what I mean? Because it's not just about the best player. It's who's the most valuable mm. to their team.
0: Yeah. And I th- I think that I think that has to be. I just I think that yeah, the offense is super catered to him uh in terms of like his skill set, but that's just that's just good coaching. Like, are you supposed to be, are we supposed to punish somebody for having good weapons? I mean, we didn't do it to Tom Brady when he had Randy Moss. We didn't do it to um, uh, Peyton Manning when he had uh, Marvin Harrison or Reggie Wayne or did he have Reggie Wayne? Yeah, he must've or Joe Montana when he had Jerry Rice. I mean, like the list goes on and on. I mean, MVP's, looking up and down the league for the years that they win them you go look at their supporting cast they're always good i mean that's almost a prerequisite to being an mvp last year uh aaron rogers had back aaron to back Jones, with it with adams back, yeah. i mean you think he wins well look at him he's not winning an mvp this year and you know obviously other things have changed but i mean one huge factor of that is he lost his all wide receiver yeah true i, I you know,
1: absolutely agree Absolutely agree. Yeah. So, so, uh, oh, I mean,
0: I, I, I don't agree with, with Micah for that, but uh, we'll stomp him next week. But the, the thing I wanted to get to on that is I just love the culture of this football team where when asked about it, both both him and Moilada basically said, like, I'm not even thinking about – I don't think about you. you, <laughs> I, you I don't know. think
1: about you at all. I don't think
0: about you That's at all. That's the best I mean, comeback we're, ever. We're on to our way. team. Yeah, it is. <laughs> But it's just like we, you know, we're we're on to we're on the Chicago Bears. We're not we're not worried about you right now, and we certainly don't care. I mean, of all people, like asking Jalen Hurts, do you care about this individual award that you're that you won, like or, or you know, or you're in the running for? Like he he doesn't care about anything except winning championships.
1: He's he's the man, dude. They they asked dude, him today, so much, like, oh, what do you think so about it? He went, I'm sick. just I'm I'm thinking about Chicago right now. I just love, yeah. Him. yeah I don't,
0: He's so built, he's, like, this is what I, like, when we, when we talked about this for, you know, the upwards of, like, two years, like, this is the, like, this is, like, the 1% chance that makes it so worth, like, riding him for as long as we did, because it's like, oh my god, when he is good, if he is at his pinnacle, if he is a good player, like, everything else that he does just gets way fucking cooler. Like yeah, when no Carson doubt. Wentz, when Carson Wentz lost that era of being like super cool, uh, because he was so good at football. Like then you like looked at him and you're like, oh, there's a there's that uh fifteen fifteen
1: ducks he killed this weekend. Yeah, he's, he's just a Republican. That's <laughs> yeah, he's it.
0: Just a Republican. <laughs> what the? Like, f- oh, shit. this
1: whole time you've just been a regular Republican
0: oh my god and you're a ginger what the fuck what oh the fuck? how could how could i be
1: so blind suddenly <laughs> like all the church shit i was like i fucking <laughs> i never liked it but <laughs> i turned a blind eye and then he was-
0: <laughs> we were like you know what yeah like i was like you know what yeah <laughs> all for one or whatever the yeah. fuck oh like, I- I audience get of that, one I
1: huh well you know that's
0: cool i guess yeah i just like that he's passionate about something now you're playing
1: cool. for an audience of zero because you're not even starting <laughs> over taylor heineke now-
0: Meanwhile, this, this. Meanwhile, my quarterback was just like, my scars. My scars are carried with me, but I don't care about the opinions of sheep. I focus on what I can control, and I'm like, oh, you're so fucking cool. You
1: know what's funny? You know what's fucked up though? If Jalen Rager tweeted that exact, those exact words, <laughs> we'd be like, you corny fuck, shut, <laughs> shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> he guaranteed. He guaranteed a fucking win,
1: <laughs> and then had less receiving yards than Penny Sewell. Why would he ever do that? What was well, he thinking? I don't know. Speaking of uh, former Eagles wide receivers, did you catch the Nelson Aguilar thing this week?
0: No, I saw. I saw that he saved that guy from
1: Devonte Yeah, Devontae Parker got fucking rocked and was clearly concussed. Couldn't stand up. Like, and then, like, I don't know. They have spotters out there for this, mm-hmm. and you know, fifty million Americans watched it and knew he was fucked up. And nobody did anything. Nobody said anything. Nobody stopped the play. The coaches, the players they act like they didn't fucking see it. And Nelson Aguilar just like is like, what the fuck are you doing? And like calls timeout and runs over and grabs him. Props to him, man. You gotta look, you gotta look out for those guys. These guys, yeah. like their fucking health is on the line. He could have taken a shot the next play and been fucking dead. Dead.
0: Yeah, it's insane. Uh, but yeah, shout out Nelson Aguilar for catching that. Uh, Unlike what he usually does, which isn't catching shit. Unlike Aguilar. Uh, so low hanging fruit. Anyway, anyway, uh, shit. Oh, okay. Uh, I did want to touch on uh, another thing. I don't know if you saw ESPN's first um, before we get into the game this week. ESPN's first mock draft, and we and we could touch on it. The Saints have the fifth pick, uh, which is our pick. Uh, I think the first mock draft had the Eagles selecting moving on from Miles Sanders and selecting uh, Bajon Robinson. I think it was beyond B. I beyond
1: beyond beyond
0: Robinson. Uh, what do you think about that?
1: Um, I listen. I I've never subscribed to the idea that you shouldn't draft a running back. You know, in the first round. Um, you know, I think you can. I just don't think you should sign him in four years. Um, mm-hmm. That that said, I am not really interested in drafting a running back that high uh, from the Eagles perspective. I think the offensive line is good enough, and the RPO game is good enough, that it really helps their running game, and I don't think you need that kind of asset uh, used on a running back. Now, if he falls, you know, would I draft a running back in the teens, 20s, if it's the right guy? Yeah, it's a different conversation, but I think there's going to be greater needs on this team, specifically at the defensive line. We've talked about that uh, a little bit a few times throughout the year. You know, I also think they're going to have some other needs defensively. Um, You can't sign everybody. Bradbury's probably going to walk. Slay is playing great, and I don't think he's on his last year or anything, but how much longer does he have? Um, You know, I'm sure they're going to sign Gardner Johnson. Um, And outside of that, you know, What's the what's the future at safety? Is it Blankenship? Is it Epps? We don't really know, you know. So I think there's going to be a couple other places where you're going to want to use that kind of value besides running back. Now, if you know, if something happens, if they have their eye on somebody, um, and you know, let's say they they love one of the one of the defensive tackles that are coming out, or one of the ends, or something, and and he goes before the Eagles, and they trade back, and maybe they. Maybe they trade back for, you know, a ten or a twelve or something and he's still there and you want to take a shot. You know, it's it's different. You know, you get some value back. But I don't love the idea of using a top five pick on a running back for the Eagles.
0: Yeah, I alright. So yeah, we're we're definitely in the same boat there. I think it's a a luxury pick, and I think if you want to be a good team for a long time, uh, I don't think you really make luxury picks ever. I think the Eagles are a team that usually holds to their tendencies, and, and that would include you know uh, drafting on the lines, making sure that you have talent there. Uh, and I think that this year it looks like top-heavy. I'm looking at the PFF grades. Uh, Will Anderson Jr. looks like he's going to be a top-five pick. Uh, I don't know if he falls, but he's an edge rusher. Uh, Jalen Carter from Georgia would be a sick move to pair him back up with Jordan Davis. Uh, there's Brian Brise from Clemson. Uh, and then there's a couple other edges from Georgia, Clemson. You know, there's, there's a ton of talent on the off uh, defensive line that I would love uh, for the Eagles to go after. Uh, and, and I'm sure, you know, if they have that pick, I also am not opposed to trading back and getting some talent in terms of, uh, you know, additional picks. Uh, especially if you can get like another future first. Uh, I'm sure Howie Roseman would be taking that deal because he loves that future first move. Uh, The only thing that I will say about it is um, I wouldn't want to trade back in most cases uh, unless you're getting like a robbery because I think if you have a a fifth, uh, like, you know, fifth overall pick and you can get the, The second best edge rusher, or the best defensive tackle uh, in the draft, and it pans out. You know, you're you're setting your team up to be dangerous for a long time because I mean, when you look at the Steelers right now, they're not a good team, but there are certain games where TJ Watt is just—he's just the reason they win a game. Like he just takes over a game. Uh, I think the Eagles have a lot of talent on their defensive line. I think their defensive line is very good. I think it's a little old, and I think that. Uh, getting that level of talent on there could be a huge boost because I think the offense is in really good shape for like the next three to four years and I think if you can just keep getting that like closer like that Von Miller that Chris Jones that that level of player if you take a swing and you can hit that I mean you can you can make your team dangerous beyond belief and it's just crazy to think again it's just it's just so fun blowing ourselves every week but we have a top Ten pick coming our way, and uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have are the only team that clinched a playoff spot uh, thus far this year through thirteen weeks. It's just an insane time to be an Eagles fan. I never thought I would see days like this. Even in twenty seventeen, like I had to have that moment of just pure despair uh, with with the injury, and, and you know I just never saw anything coming. I've never had true. On un- unequivocated joy like this, um, yeah, I think I think a
1: lot of it has to do with the fact that it's not like in seventeen it was we're gonna sell out right now and we're gonna try to win yeah that was like that's like the uh, you know the idea you draft a quarterback and then you just use all the money you can to bring in players around your young quarterback and you try to win and the window's closed in a year or two and that's really not how I see this Eagles team they're they're such a young core unit. And they're so they're so talented and young, around and cheap. A lot of them are inexpensive. That you know they could be good for a long time. And if and if they can if they can draft well, they can be good perpetually. I mean, look at what the Steelers have done. I know they they're in a rough spot this year, but I mean the Steelers have been a good team our entire lives. They're a perpetually a playoff team. They're always competitive, uh, even when they're bad. They're not awful. You know, you, if you draft well. And you have a young talent, a young uh, core of talented players. You can be good for a very long time. We may be seeing, you know, the the this could be the dawn of like ten years of good Eagles football.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. When you look at seventeen, I think you know you had players that were good and young, but it was your quarterback, and then and then that was really. I mean, if you think about it, it was your quarterback. And your offensive line was relatively young when you think about it. I mean, yeah, you had Peters there, but you you were relatively young there. But when you look at it, it was like you knew you didn't have many years left at Alshon. You got a 24-year-old A.J. Brown here. You knew, you know, Torrey Smith was a one-year rental. Yeah. Nelson Aguilar had a career year, but he wasn't a guy. Devontae Smith is a guy, and he's on his rookie contract. I mean, it's, you're absolutely right. It's It's actually – it feels like something, a start of something special, and it's like I don't want to not enjoy what I'm having right now, but it just feels like one of those things where it's like, ever since the Philadelphia specialists started their podcast, I mean, this team has been on an absolute, uh, you know, uptick year over year over year, and they just keep getting better.
1: I don't think it's fair for us to take credit, but it is a weird coincidence.
0: I I don't think it's fair for us to take credit, but I also think it would be wrong for us not to acknowledge the 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 absolute turning point that was us stepping in and, and saying, you know, that's enough. We're we're getting in here. We're we're starting this podcast and we're gonna turn this team around.
1: Are we oh oh are we an industry plant? Is that what you're saying? <laughs>
0: I'm just saying the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, executive of the year, uh you know, quarterback MVP, coach of the year, I think podcast of the year might have to be us just looking at the numbers
1: who else could it be literally
0: nobody every single person i've ever talked to about my podcast says it's great really uh no no uh, uh michael c Chuck says that i suck uh, but i think he's just you know he's just in an endearing way me to get better yeah yeah it's like a it's like a nice thing all right it's like it's like the
1: it's like the bully that actually likes you so so let's let's move on a little bit here. Let's get into this week's game. We're uh, we're playing the Bears, game two of a three-game uh, away streak. Which that's the only thing that kind of makes me nervous about the Cowboys game. But you know, let's not dwell on that. Um, the Bears, you know, they're not very good. They're not very good at all. Um, they're giving up one hundred point five QBR to wide receivers, so their secondary's not scary. They're giving up four point eight yards per carry. To uh, running backs a little more to rushing um, quarterbacks, um, you know I look at this team as a team that's just here to get ground in the dust by the Eagles. They have one thing and one thing going for them only, and that's Justin Fields' ability to run. Um, you know I do think he will he'll he'll hurt us a little bit. I don't think it'll be enough. I don't think him by himself is enough to bleed the clock and keep the Eagles' offense off off the field. And I don't think it's enough for them to put up. Uh, for them to be able to put up significant points. Um, You know, the game plan is, in my opinion, kind of similar to the Giants' game plan. Uh, Contain, contain, contain. Don't let him get outside. Don't let him take big chunks and and get, you know, third and longs because we're not paying attention. Other than that, who are you scared of? Darnell Mooney? I'm not scared of him. David Montgomery? I'm not scared of him. So... You know, I think the Eagles have done a much better job stopping the run recently. Now I know stopping the runs different when you're talking about running backs than you're talking about quarterbacks. Um, they're not as good against quarterbacks. They've been given up well, six and a half yards to opposing Russian QBs, and uh, Fields has 75 yards a game. So I expect him to get his, um, and I expect his to lead to about 13 points.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you're you're 100 right. I think that this is another game uh, where we may see. Uh, Gardner Minshew. I think this could be a Gardner Minshew fourth quarter. I think this defense is just not talented enough to hang with an offense playing at the level of the Eagles right now. Uh, I think turnovers, uh, obviously are the only thing you're ever afraid of, but I think they're, they're, they're just so much better than the team they're going to line up against next week. Uh, or this week, rather, it's uh, it's it's really the only team that can beat the Eagles is the Eagles, uh, you know. And and I, I like Justin Fields. I was always I was high on Justin Fields, uh, so I hope he plays well. I, I always am rooting for that guy, um, but I, I just I can't see it in a way that he has enough talent around him right now to be successful. And you know, uh, he's he's forced to do it all himself, and and with a defense that plays the way that the um, Bears defense does. I just can't see a world where the Eagles don't take care of business. And, and you know, uh, the best thing – I don't want to say the best thing because there's so many good things about it. But having a team that has built this culture through kind of the, the Jalen Hurts mindset, you really don't have to worry about this team, I think, looking ahead for the Cowboys. I think that they uh, – Got, had that game happen to them, I think they had the punched in their mouth, wasn't ready uh, game with Washington, and they, I think they were like, okay, we'll never have that happen again. Uh, and I think that's the case. I mean, the only thing you could ever say is that they could be looking ahead. But I think that they're just – they're so well coached uh, on the offensive side of the ball. They have such great leadership on both sides of the ball that I, I can't see them being down for any game anymore. I think they're just – I think they have they're on a mission, and I think – uh, it, it sucks to be the Bears because I think they're going to get absolutely farted on.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, do you think there's? I mean, you've kind of already answered the question, but do you think there's any any consideration at all that the Eagles get caught in a trap game because they're looking forward to the Dallas game? I don't. I don't think that's likely, and I know you. Uh, just based on what you were saying, you don't think it's likely either. Um, but it is in the back of my head. I have to. I have to admit, it's a little. It's a little itch in the back of my head that's a little bit nervous about the potential of that happening.
0: Yeah, I I get that. The only thing that's keeping me from that is I think the Eagles are in a position where they know, if they win this week and they beat Dallas on Christmas Eve, they have essentially two games where um, it it doesn't have much meaning um, uh, in terms of you you don't have to win those games to, to clinch the number one seed. So, I think that being in their mind, not I don't think they're the type of team to be like, okay, we gotta win three of four. If we lose this game, we just have to win three straight. I think they are the team that's like, let's get this done, let's take care of business, let's get us home field for the playoffs. On that note though, uh, because I think I think we're 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 uh we're talking about the two games, you know, hypothetically, obviously, you have to beat this team, you have to beat the Cowboys. Where are you at with if if they do do that, if they do beat the Cowboys, if they do beat the uh, the the Bears this week, do you rest your starters for week seventeen, eighteen, and take the bye? I I, I can't I can't get my eye around because like nothing that can be, uh, nothing that can replace live play. I and I know that, but at the same time, it's like you don't want to send guys out there and then something happens seventeen, eighteen. That that risk almost sounds worse.
1: Well, week seventeen is. The Saints game, correct? Right, right. Okay, so to me, that's a pretty important game because it also, you know, potentially affects your pick place next year. I think, yeah. in all likelihood, I don't think they're going to rest their starters for two straight weeks. Uh, you know, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. I think, if anything, if they're locked in, I think they probably treat it like it's a preseason game and they let them play a half or something to keep them warm and then they cycle them out. Um, and then, you know, Maybe the, maybe week eighteen they really rest their starters, but I don't think they'll go. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll go three weeks.
0: Yeah, I'm curious. I I mean, with this new schedule, obviously last year was the first year where there's eighteen weeks, and there wasn't an occurrence where I think there was some resting in in week eighteen. But I I, I I'm just I'm very concerned of like a three week period of not playing, you know, a hundred percent football, uh, and even if you you're just playing a half, you know. I just—I'm uh, not sure. It should be—it should be interesting.
1: Yeah, I, um, I just—I can't see them going. I can't see them letting them go or. three weeks. I. Just, it's just—it's just too. Because I mean, listen. They. I think you know that Washington game was off a buy, right? Uh I want to say it was off the buy.
0: For for the Eagles.
1: Yeah, wasn't it? The one that we I lost. Don't know. It was a Monday. I don't. I don't know. Let's see, let's see, let's see. See if I can figure it out. So we beat them, and then... The bye was October... Oh, the weekend of my wedding. So the bye was October... Oh, no, this. No, it wasn't off a of bye. I'm wrong. No, I think it was a couple weeks after. Okay. Yeah, because the, the bye was after the Cowboys game, and then we came back and we, we beat the shit out of the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. And so, then did they lose coming off the Steelers to that game? No, because they beat the Steelers and the Texans. Then then they lost to the Commanders.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. So they had that that sloppy game against the Texans, and then it was a it was kind of like a bye because they they played Thursday and then they didn't play again until Monday.
1: Yeah, it was like a really it was weird. They went like ten or twelve days or something. Um, right, and that
0: and that's where my concern is. I I, I don't think it's you know terrifying. I don't. I, it's a good problem to have. That's for sure. But I just, uh, you know, I, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned. But I mean, we, the Eagles, have to take care of business the next two weeks before I even really have to think about that.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. We're, see, we're doing exactly what we're trying to discourage the them from doing. Do. We're, we're looking forward, and we, right, we, right. we have to focus on Chicago this week. And yeah, uh, you well, know, they'll, they'll, I think they'll grind Chicago in the dust. They got no business being on the field with the Eagles.
0: Yeah, I think. I think it's going to be like a. So I'm in a fantasy league where I have both Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts. It's that it's the total points league, mm. and I think that they are going to light up the scoreboard. I mean, last week they had five touchdowns between them. I think that there is a uh, there's a good chance that you're going to see something similar.
1: Yeah, I had AJ I and Miles going last week, and that was fun. Yeah, it's fun.
0: It's fun. It's it's a fun time all around. Man,
1: there's just nothing to fucking talk about when they're good.
0: Well, you should know. So here's the good thing. Next week, we do have the Cowboys. So if the Eagles take care of business, this is going to next week is going to be, you know, a a little more interesting for everybody else. But I think here's the good news Uh, I think everybody who is an Eagles fan uh, and anyone listening to this podcast. Would just love to have this good vibe, just like you know, how good is this? This is so much fun. What What do you think about the fifth pick? Oh, by the way, the Eagles are twelve and one, and they have the fifth pick in the fucking draft. And we're all we're all Desmond Ritter fans this weekend because uh, they are playing the Saints, and uh, they're starting Desmond Ritter for the first time. So, oh, that, they are that's something for people to yeah yeah. So you know, do your do your boys solid and uh, kick the shit out of them for us.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, I think, any I think any shot Jacksonville right? wins, by the way. Any shot Jacksonville uh, beats the Cowboys, uh, I could see it. I, th-
0: I think it's frisky. I mean, I think that Trevor Lawrence is a good enough quarterback to take advantage of that uh, banged up, uh, banged up secondary. But I'm curious to see if the if the Jags defense can hang with hang with the Cowboys offense.
1: I, I don't think the Cowboys offense is as prolific as as people thought it was early in the year. Dak Prescott doesn't he's just not that good. He doesn't protect the ball. I think they have one good wide receiver and I think CD Lamb is a little overrated if we're being honest. You know, I think he like people talk about him as if he's like a top 10 guy and I don't really see him that way. I think yeah, he's close. I, I mean
0: I mean listen, J- Jalen Hurts before I before I like crown him as like a, you know, he's a great quarterback this year. He obviously will have to do it for multiple years, but for this year, I mean Dak Prescott Dak Prescott has never scared me. Dak Prescott and Tony Romo have essentially been the same guy for the Cowboys. And, you know, the Cowboys fans on my Twitter feed Ooh. love to talk about how good they are. But until they have prolonged success in the playoffs or show me that they won't crumble under pressure, I just – I can't I can't believe in that team and I can't believe in those quarterbacks. They've been the I picture of mediocrity
1: good. for 20 years. I mean, for yeah. 20 I mean, years they have, what, one playoff win in the last 20 years, no NFC yeah. championships – no Super Bowls, no appearances. You know, they they are the most mediocre team in football. They just get blown week after week by analysts, by <laughs> national media, because you know they're America's team. I mean, it, yeah. it is what it is. It's ridiculous. My uh, my my
0: I, I work with a lot of Texans. Uh, my one Texan friend uh, said Jerry Jones is the greatest salesman of all time. Uh, since they won that last Super Bowl. They're a 500 team and they are viewed in a light that does not represent a 500 team over a 20 year period. They're just, they're not nearly as good as as their fans say they are or their billing and their, the, the respect that they get nationally, you know, supports it. It's, it's insane. Um, but, you know, they are, they are a talented team. I want to, I don't want to get, you know, bad juju going. So I'm, I'm not trying to say they're terrible. I just think that, um, Next week we're going to see a lot of. Uh, I'm excited to talk about it next week. I think I'm going to really dig into this matchup because I think the Eagles are going to fart on them. But as far as this week go, do you have a, uh, a do you have a score prediction? Do you have an egg bet? Do you have anything?
1: Uh, I got the Eagles winning big. Um, I said 13 mm. points earlier. I'm going to stick with 13 points for Chicago. Uh, 33 for the for the Eagles so eagles by yeah, 20. Yeah, I think
0: the Eagles could put up 33. Yeah.
1: Um I think probably like
0: 17 points from from the Bears. Uh maybe there's like one moment during the game in like the first 5 minutes of the game where you're like, "Oh, is this going to be a game?" and then I think by like Four minutes into the uh, second quarter, you're going to be like, why did I even think that? That was silly. Uh, I think this game is going to be a-, a shit-stomping, and I hope it is, because I had a lot of fun. I don't know you know, how everybody was on Sunday. Sunday was the day after my sister's wedding, and laying on a, on a couch hungover, not having to sit up once to be nervous because of how that game went, that was perfect. That was the perfect hangover cure. Yeah, how was the wedding? The wedding was awesome. Yeah, it was beautiful. Everything that she... Uh, won it and deserved. It was a, a beautiful wedding, and uh, I drank a million vodka clubs. So there you go. All, all things, all pluses. Very,
1: very, very, very happy for them.
0: Yeah, it was. It was great. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, uh, what is? I got left? the Eagles
0: by a million.
1: Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I, I have the Eagles by a million. Um, a sneaky start for the Eagles. Uh, I think that uh. If you have him on your team and you're like questioning it, I wouldn't do it. I would just start him. Uh, Dallas Goddard comes back this week and I say, fuck it, fire. He's going to, He's if he's playing, he's probably going to be used and he's probably going to uh, light it up because, uh, you know, uh, Chicago can't cover tight ends. Well, let's be um, honest. If, if you had...
1: have Dallas Goddard on your team and he went down, yeah. you're definitely starting him when he comes back. It's not like you have, there's what, three yeah. other. Tight ends worth starting? You don't have them both, so you don't. Yeah, have a maybe choice. if
0: you got like Ninjoku and you have to pick between them two, but even then, I don't think I can. I don't think I could do it. Would you I start? Would you
1: start uh, Goddard or, or Dalton Schultz? Uh, Goddard, Goddard, Goddard or That's Gerald it. Everett? Goddard. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think the line is like Ninjoku. Like I think I might Goddard or Mark Andrews.
1: Mm. Oh, fuck. Dude. no Lamar also Andrews it. hasn't been that great this year
0: like, Andrews has been like a total dis- if you're not getting Kelsey like I'm not drafting a tight end ever again. dude fuck Kyle Pitts by the way Kyle <laughs> Pitts is such <laughs> ass. fucking hate him it's really I just oh, really wait, I hate him is land. he in the is he on IR now yeah uh, I was kind of I was kind of excited to see what he would look like with a real quarterback instead of Marcus Mariota
1: yeah he's hurt he, and That's, you know what you know what sucks I'm gonna swear him off and he's gonna be good next year yeah <sighs> I mean that he can't be worse yeah but well um, maybe if I can draft him
0: in like the tenth I'll take a shot I think here's my here's my egg bet uh if Jalen hurts I think Jalen hurts has the ability to rush for two touchdowns and I think if if he gets two and because I really hate eating raw eggs. Um, if he gets two
1: and Fields gets one and the Eagles win, I'll eat a raw egg. Okay, so two Jalen Hurts rushing touchdowns and one Justin Fields rushing touchdown, and you'll eat a raw egg. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I, I got to make it harder. Okay, I'm going to go with Eagles defensive touchdown. If the Eagles get a defensive <laughs> I'm touchdown, gonna
0: switch
1: it up. <laughs> I'm going to eat a raw egg. You know, they haven't had yeah. Have they had any this year? I think they had one because I remember you ate a raw egg. I've eaten raw eggs for multiple reasons. One time I just ate a raw egg just because. Right when the vibes are right. Yeah, like the, I, we were watching the game at my house. I can't even remember what game it was, but we we had a pick, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm fucking eating raw. I'm egg. eating a raw egg. I was like, Yeah, I'm I'm fucking doing it.
0: If I'm the Eagles win this week, egg. I'm eating a raw I'm egg. Eating a raw egg. This sound quality for a remote. This is this is the, that Cleanfeed.net. Is that is that gas right now?
1: Yeah, we're gonna have to use this every time we do remote. If you didn't know, this is a remote episode. If it sounds good, it's if because you... clean feed.
0: Yeah, I I have one last question for you. Okay, shoot. Um, I I am in a fantasy league where I was the best team in the league, uh, and I still have to play this week. Uh, you know, I'm not complaining, um, but I hate my life, and I'm projected to lose. I have Isaiah Pacheco in my flex. Would you start Isaiah Pacheco in your flex or would you start Kenneth Walker who just came off an indi- uh, injury designation against the 49ers whereas Isaiah Pacheco
1: is playing against Houston? Uh, I was I was fully prepared to tell you to go with Kenneth Walker but I didn't realize it was against the Niners. Yeah. Um Man, it's tough. Oh uh, god, it's hard because KC has a tendency to just get away from the running backs, and so mm. he could just have nothing. Right. I mean, he's he's like
0: he's like twelve point. Man, the problem is that he plays Thurs. That that Walker is playing Thursday.
1: I think that I think that Kenneth. Well, okay, if that's the case, you got to start him as your two, not as your flex. But right. But I think I would start Walker, and here's why. I think Kenneth Walker is a legitimate stud. And I think Pacheco is a role player, and uh, in my opinion, if push comes to shove, and there's pluses and negatives to both, and you can't decide, you got to start your stud. I also yeah. think I also think running the ball is, is a is a you know pass rush beater, and uh, if you know I think I think the Niners love to pin their ears back and try to get after the quarterback, and you know. Little draw plays and stuff like that, little screen plays, swings to the running back are like that's how you beat that. I think, and I think that uh, you know if Kenneth Walker plays, he's the recipient. So that would be that would be my line of thinking. Don't hold it against me if you lose. No, I, I, I fire him
0: up as a low end RB one, high end RB two, despite the growing defense since week ten. Ethan rushing's. I'm, I'm going to read up on it. I'm going to make. I'm going to make a decision. Basically. If I do start Kenneth Walker, uh, I'm playing Wes, and I will basically have the entire Thursday night game riding for me to continue on. Because if I beat Wes, I think I have. I think I have a pretty, you know, then then I would play like whoever wins. And like I, I somehow, I think I'm playing like the third best team right now. Uh, I would play the winner of Tabs and Longo, which I think uh, Tabs will win, and then. Everybody else is in the other bracket, you know, not, not too persca- you know, not super scary. Um but I just I gotta get out of this first round. I'm gonna feel so sick if I don't. Did you make the playoffs in the ten man league? I did not. I did not. I I had I had a win and get in situation and I shit the bed. It was very disappointing. I had a uh I had a I had a rough year. I had some bad, bad luck. I had seventy five points, because uh, T. Higgins put up zero. Um Damn.
1: And if he would have just put up, like, anything, it would have been great. Yeah, um, I lost to you in the Conquest League by less than a point.
0: That was so. scary. That was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. Because I thought I was going to lose Jalen Hurts on the last week of the season.
1: Yeah, I hated that a lot. Really? Hated yeah, I can't lot.
0: believe you didn't protect Garrett Wilson.
1: Um, I don't even remember who I protected. I, I... You protected a player on your bench. Yeah, well... That goes to show you how much attention I'm paying to, uh, to to fan. I mean, honestly, fantasy in general this year, I paid I paid no attention to it, none. Yeah, you got married and stuff. Yeah, and there then was, you had bronchitis. Yeah, there was just way, way, way too much going on in my life for me to be in this many fantasy leagues. Um, but I did make I did make the playoffs in the ten, and I honestly I think I have a pretty good team in the ten, and I kind of like my I kind of like my chances here to to make a deep run. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I'd I, I would Zach. feel
0: good if I if I were you. I play you Zach. Got Zach. Zach stinks, so you um, should be able to beat him.
1: I beat him once. This year. I don't. I think we played each other. I don't remember if we split or not. But I mean, I like my matchups a little better than his. And you know, I got AJ Brown, Miles Sanders, Josh Allen, Jamar Chase, Garrett Wilson. Um, I I I've decided to bench DeAndre Swift in favor in favor of J.K. Dobbins, which I blame you. I'm really really struggling with that one. But uh,
0: I think you're making the right choice.
1: It's tough.
0: Yeah, tough. Tough. I A.K. Mean, Dobbins is playing against Cleveland, who can't really rush re- stop the run now. Anyway, yeah,
1: we we've we've gotten off topic here. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know we do a little fantasy talk every week. Usually, I'm yeah. just like fuck fantasy, but the- now I that hate I, fantasy, I'm in the playoffs in like I think one or two leagues. So I'm I'm uh, and you're like oh, I could l- I yeah, could think about fantasy. I could maybe a bit. I could maybe win a little fantasy championship here. You know why not? I um, mind one. If you want, I'll cheat for you in the twelve man since I'm since I'm out of it anyway and I'm the commissioner and you play Wes, I'll just cheat. And this will be our test if Wes actually listens to the podcast or not. Because if he hits me up right. if he hits me up tomorrow, I'm gonna be like, okay. If he doesn't, I'm gonna make fun of him. I'm gonna say Right, just commissioner You're power me. Travis
0: Kelsey, off of his team.
1: Yeah, you better be you better be at work right now, Wes, wherever you are, controlling the entire Eastern Seaboards power grid or whatever the fuck it is that you do and Listening to this podcast and you better be banging the table. Like how dare yeah, don't he Don't cheat. cheat. Don't cheat yeah. on me. That's what that's right. what I want to hear. Could, yeah, you could do something like fucked
0: up like give me Josh Allen and Christian McCaffrey. Oh, wait, I already have Josh Allen
1: and Christian McCaffrey. And why are you so worried about losing? Because he has Joe Barrow and Austin Eckler. Mm, fair. It is the playoffs, baby. It's, the good teams make playoffs. It. All right. Well, go birds, go birds. As always, thank you for listening. We don't have an outro song tonight, and we're not going to have oh, an it. Should outro have been song. Ween.
0: Uh, oh,
1: I did go to. A st- I saw Ween last week. Um, How was that? You know, it wasn't as bad as I expected. I, I think, I think I had something worse picture in my head. Um, but I will say that most of the people there, they, they- they're not juggalos. Right? Right. But they're definitely cut from the same cloth. They're definitely okay. they're definitely like, like cousins. Like the people
0: that go to Jimmy Buffett concerts.
1: No. Don't you dare. Not me. That don't disrespect sorry, heads. different. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Um, it's well, more I like – how do I describe this? When, we went to a bar first, went to Prohibition, and uh, there was a person out there with like a ween hoodie – Mm-hmm. that they didn't – it wasn't – they weren't wearing it. They just had the hood over their head, and the rest was, like, draped on their back like a cape. Oh, no. And then they were okay. wearing pajama bottoms to go to the okay. concert. And I was like, so they oh. Were the, they
0: were dressed to the nines.
1: Yeah. I was like, okay, is the, are we going to the gathering? Like, what's happening? Uh, and that was, there's a lot of people like that. And then there was also some, like, you know, old head, like, Grateful Dead kind of guys that were there. Okay. So that wasn't as bad. Um, but then everybody around me was just dropping acid, and I was just like I, – I was just chilling there with my my one CBD gummy that I ate, just like, <laughs> like, like just, just relaxing. And everybody's like – Yeah, you were just calm. Yeah, everybody's like doing acid and eating fucking – one of the guys I was with, I don't want to say his name, was – uh we, were, we stopped at a, a uh, Love City brewery, and he just like busted out a sandwich that he had in his pocket, and it was peanut butter and shrooms. And just starts eating it in the middle of this fucking place. I'm like, yo, dude. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, Weird weird night. Weird night. night And and that that sandwich smelled awful. It was disgusting. Yeah, well, I
0: can't imagine it tasted
1: good. No, I don't think it did. But here we are. (laughs) Anyway, uh, now that you've been regaled with that tale, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Eagles are going to fuck the fucking Chicago Bears up this week In can't wait for that and uh go birds go birds go birds uh should we sing them out Should we sing on the song uh go birds i don't i don't have ocean man oh yeah something, that's me something something, something ocean man i don't know how it balls. goes i'm an ocean man yeah i don't know the words uh, that's it's why ocean, um ocean new hope sucks or something